Gotta get up, gotta get out, gotta record up. Sweet birthday, baby. Uh, hi, hi, David. Did uh, have have you seen Russian Doll? No, smoke this weed. (laughs) (laughs) It's got ketamine in it. Uh, gotta get up, gotta get out, gotta record a podcast. I'm confused as to whether I'm David or <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time, <laughs> David, every time. Bing bong. I don't know. <laughs> Running buses, kill It's futuristic, like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR. You gotta go fast, though, is my comedy motto. If you, go just, fast. Like, if you do a lot, this, it's sonic method. Yeah. And it's like some people do method acting, some people do, you know, like all sorts of character bits and stuff for comedy. I just gotta go fast. Yeah. <laughs> the faster you say it, the quicker it's over. And then somebody is like, oh, he said a lot of words. Maybe that was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then when somebody like tries to approach you afterwards, like, sorry, I've eaten all these chili dogs. Can't sorry, I don't yeah. know. My yeah, mouth's full of chili dogs. Chili, yeah. chili dogs. I was going to make a chili dog reference yeah, to you. Like, I'm glad mine wasn't very good. I yeah, just tried no, to... We all, we all went for it. All, all, all I was just going to be was like, ha, get a chili dog, gotta go fast. <laughs> just, uh, nothing. But see, here's the thing. It's not your fault that those are the only jokes about Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is boring. Hey. <laughs> and those are the only things hey. about Sonic. He goes fast. You are talking to somebody... Who collected Sonic comics yeah, through the first one hundred is issues? Sonic? He loved Princess Sally. <laughs> he sacrificed Past himself tense? for his friends and family. His oh, that's pretty. His nice. parents were stolen by Robotnik and turned See, into but robots. None of these things are like canon for like anybody but you. <laughs> I mean, that's not true. A lot of people <laughs> no, read these Sonic comics. They literally are canon. But they like, are. But like when you think Sonic, you think what? I mean, yes, yeah, he speed loves Princess speed. Sally. He oh, loves Princess Sally. I that? think that. But you, th- you do. I, yes. uh, he, As a true Sonic fan. Yeah. He, he's very fast. Mm-hmm. He has he's spike, fast. He has spikes on his back. He's very cocky. Uh, spikes. He is oh, cocky. Spikes. He makes jokes about spikes. Spikes would have been he good. He collects rings. Cocky would have been good. Rangs, yeah. Yeah. Cocky rangs. Cocky rangs. He's, he's got yeah, multiple he forms. <laughs> Uh, depending on the Multiple kinds of rings and f- gems rings. he gets, he can turn into supersonic. Yes, he's yeah, had a yellow. sword once. Yeah. yeah. He had a sword in that in, Wii in, game. Uh, in the, what was that, the Sonic Black Knight? The Black Knight. God. Has what he a- ever had a chili dog in any of the games? That's actually a great question. Is that a show only and comic only thing? That is a very good question. I think also, his be. parents, is that only a comic? Yeah. How much of the canon is actually in the right. game? See, that's so my frustrating. With this, with this, like, <laughs> he sacrificed himself for his friends. Like, did he in the game? He well, stepped on a little plunger thing <laughs> yeah. and a bunch of little animals came out. Yeah. Were those okay, his so, friends? So, in the canon of the comics, <laughs> those animals were kidnapped by yeah. Robotnik, who's kidnapping all the animals yeah. so that yeah. he can take them back to his make them city and turn them into robots yeah. That, yeah. Cool. for labor. Yeah. For labor. Sonic is rescuing them. Seizing the means of production. And then in the comics, he rescues his uncle, but is unable to turn him back into an animal. So he is, he remains a robot, but he's no longer under Robotnik's control. So he has an old hedgehog uncle robot. Uh, whose name I can't remember. Who like is his uncle still yeah. and retains the memories and soul of yep. his uncle. That's, so, uh, that's fun. At yeah. what point did he realize that 
he and Tails were dying at the same time <laughs> and reliving the same day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good that's a good that's a good way to get us here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what Tails was always so mad at Sonic. You know why, right? Why is that? He was always Russian. And Welcome Tails hates the Ruskies. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not going to get me to start the show off of that. Welcome to Contextual God Demon. damn it. My name's Christian Hagen. No. Every week we discuss a movie. <laughs> Wait a minute. In this case, popular culture. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> okay. I stopped saying that like three episodes ago. <laughs> but now you actually have to. <laughs> In uh, this case, TV shoes. <laughs> that's, that's actually true. That's true. This is yeah. the first time we've done something that's not a movie. I should know. I'm Christian Hagen. Oh, God damn it. All right. Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we discuss a particular <laughs> piece of popular culture art. In this case, a TV show. What? what? A twist. What? Foreshadowed by a lot of conversation <laughs> before I said it. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're doing something different this time. We decided we wanted to try and tackle a TV series. It's a mini series, though, so we feel a little justified in it. There's only eight episodes, so it basically comes out uh, like a four-hour movie, yeah. which is long. But at which the same we've time, done one of. <laughs> I have now watched it twice, and both times I watched it in one sitting, uh, and I think is the ideal way to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think so too. For sure. And what we're going to be talking about uh, this episode is the netflix original miniseries russian doll russian doll stars natasha leone and charlie bennett as a couple of people who are trapped in a time loop a la your groundhog's day your happy death day that one episode of buffy that one time (laughs) Um, basically it's natasha leone's character nadia it's her 36th birthday and she dies she gets hit by a car and then she comes back in the bathroom at her birthday party and every time she dies she comes back to that same place uh and then stuff happens uh she meets someone else who's also trapped in time loops who keeps dying yeah he's dealing with uh his uh his girlfriend who he wants to propose to breaking up with him because she's seeing someone else it's you know a couple of sad people coming together Mm -hmm. to help each other out Mm mm-hmm through some stuff yeah, and then yeah. there's there's a whole cast of characters just a kooky. wild bunch just kooky it's also what I love kooky. about this tv show they have a cast of characters they do have a cast yeah. of characters definitely didn't watch edge of tomorrow on accident no no <laughs> oh, way. your edges of tomorrow's yes yes um, your edges of tomorrow's bill paxton unfortunately was not in this one but that's okay oh because well, he's dead yeah well but he, they could have just like caught some b-roll they could have cgi'd him in <laughs> is yeah, it yeah, edge like of Paul tomorrow's Walker. or edges of tomorrow Mm. Mm. Well, we'll be back in an hour when we decide. Mm. Uh, mm. Give, give us a sec. Keep mm. it dead air for an hour. Don't L- edit live, that out. Die, repeat. I think Edge of's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Edge of's tomorrow. Yeah. Edge yeah. of's tomorrow. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what. That's, that's <laughs> hardest, be hardest to say, but best. <laughs> but most accurate. But most accurate. Be best. Be, hey, <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> joining me as always are my dear friends and co-hosts, Mr. David Gutchy. Yo. Yo, and Matthew Bond. Heidi Hey. Heidi Hey to oh, you. Oh, Heidi Hey. Okay. Yeah. All right. The, yeah, you fun. know, I like the evolutions of our hellos. Yeah. Almost as good as the show X-Men Evolution. Oh, hey. Almost, yeah. but like not because that show rules and we're doing it next week. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> you can't stop the signal. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to get to. <laughs> Hard to get to. <laughs> 
Oh, what a callback. All right. uh, Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviants. Go back and listen to our Serenity episode for that one. Uh, All right. So each episode, we talk about a thing, but we discuss it through a series of randomly generated critical contexts given to us via a contextual computer. We don't know how we're going to talk about this show until we start talking about it, and this thing is going to tell us how. Are you guys excited for the first contact? So excited. (laughs) So excited. It's like our first time all over again. All right, here we go. What would be the saddest ending possible for this movie? Uh, what would be the saddest ending possible for Russian doll? Christ! Oh, um, wow. So there's, there's a lot of ways. There's that could a go. lot of yeah. ways this could get real bad. I feel um, like this ended the only way that wasn't sad. Yeah, <laughs> right. we pretty yeah. much only we got the only non-sad ending. Right. Um, I think we saw some of the saddest ending. Honestly, maybe the one where she gets shot by her older friend. Yeah, yeah. Like her mom figure. Yeah, yeah. The, the Maternal therapist. figure. Yeah, because that was pretty sad. That, that was, was very like, sad. That one really. When she got kept me. saying like, "You believe me? You believe me?" Like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Brutal. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, that. Really, and that one was the one that made me the saddest because it made me think about like that was the one that made her worry about how she's affecting people in other timelines real to me. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, who cares if you're affecting people in other time? And then I was like, Oh no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I see by being shot by them. <laughs> that's how, <laughs> that's how that's the only way. <laughs> so that one was pretty sad. That, that one was, was very sad. sad. How could it be more sad? Um, Boy, howdy, wowdy. If um, they never did the loop in the first place and they both just like he kills himself and died. she gets hit by a car. Oh, okay. I mean, that's pretty sad. Although it's really sad, sad because it'd only be an episode. It still doesn't incorporate the old lady shooting her though, which is sadder than her getting yeah. hit by a car. That's true. Objective. Yeah. It's more Although tragic. It is more tragic. That does actually mm-hmm. suck. I mean, they yeah. do both die in a gas explosion too. That's also pretty bad. Mm, that one's pretty, but not but at least that one's sad. blameless. Yeah. That, that one's one like blameless. Accident. Yeah. Here's a question. Has there ever been a sad explosion? Sound off. Has there ever Wait, been? Do you want us? Do you want us to do this off air? Are yeah, we, yeah, off air. Put, down, we, put, we, put down the mics. Look me so dead in the eye. There was that. There was that church bombing in Birmingham oh, in 1960. No, Christian, Christ, no. cut that out, guys. Nine eleven was a sad explosion. Oh, but like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Wait, hold on. Hold on. Devil's advocate about to go. Put on your devil's advocate hat for a second here. I want to hear this. Where could that possibly have been going? Cinematically, like as a sad ending, like explosions of people are never sad. They're always like action. They're they're hardly ever. I mean, maybe like the end of Armageddon. Is that a sad explosion? I would say the end of Knowing, where the entire world blows up, is pretty sad. Spoilers for Knowing. Don't watch it. It sucks. When the Death Star gets blown up, that's sad. (laughs) All those contractors? Yeah. 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 I know. The second second time, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. seriously. They were just building. Yeah. Just building. Collecting a paycheck, trying to take care of their family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seriously. They're literally just working for the government. Yeah, they didn't do anything wrong. And they got murdered by Luke Sky Murder. Yeah. Sky murder. You're you're killing it tonight, Dave. Yeah, I'm really I'm on fire. First I said nine eleven was funny and then <laughs> Wait, okay. That's Wait. an extrapolation even from what was actually said. <laughs> he implied that there could be a way that nine eleven could I don't even want to follow this anymore. Yeah, yeah, right. you know what? This, this is the got, worst. This got weird very quickly. Everything's funny or sad. Prove me wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have your little mug. Just it's not yeah. even a continuum. It's a black and white yeah. statement. It's either funny, funny or sad. Or sad. All yeah. right. So how could this show end in a more sad way? Um, nothing in that ending. Nothing bad happened to. Uh, Shoot, I just want to call him Charlie. Well, I, Michael, I guess right? we would have to assume Michael. that their yeah. their endings are... Um, like he's dying in that one, too. Uh, we have to assume that their endings are separate, I guess, in that mm-hmm. situation. Like, they wouldn't know Alan. necessarily. Alan. Yeah, uh, I think it was Michael. I don't know. Well, because Mike is the, the guy she, that <laughs> oh, his yeah, girlfriend yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, was sleeping he's with. He's mad at Mike. Okay, that maybe is why. I don't know. Or I'm just um, wrong. But... Uh, yeah, it's tough. Okay, so let's try and think of an ending for Russian Doll, which keeps the canon mostly similar, mm-hmm. involves both Nadia and Alan, and is as sad as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it would be very sad if. Oh, if. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Nadia. Uh, when they get to the last episode and they are split into their two divergent realities mm. where mm. they realize they have to help the other person right. not die. Yeah. Alan is able to successfully save Nadia. Okay. Keeps her from getting hit by the car. Right. That's great. That's the key. He saved her life. Nadia doesn't stop Alan from jumping off the building. He does okay. die. And then the next morning when they wake up, she's in a world where he no longer exists and he's in a world where she no longer exists because she oh. failed, and they both know that they failed. Yep. Like yep. they realize that somebody fucked up. And Alan, because he knows he saved Nadia from dying, Dang. realizes that she failed to save him, hmm. which is heavy as shit. Yeah, yeah. and also complicated. Yeah, like, well done. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Because yeah, because and he doesn't sad. know the circumstances. Like he doesn't know if she tried at all right, or not. Right. He doesn't even or know if she, even try. if she like got to it and was just like, ah, whatever. I hate this loop shit. I'm yeah. I'm out. And now she oh, doesn't exist no. because he killed himself in that other universe. So he also oh. feels the guilt of it being kind of his fault that in his reality she doesn't exist. And he definitely would think it was his fault too. Oh, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he, yeah, he very self, that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's very self self deprecating, very self critical. Um. That would be very sad. Yikes. Wow. Can mm. we top it? Can we that, top it? This game it? is supposed to be in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Can we top it? Yeah. Can we? Well, maybe something with his interaction with Horse. That could have gone way worse. Yeah, I guess I was trying to figure Horse. It's already really it. sad. Because Horse's mm-hmm. whole existence horse is, is sad. sad. I mean, well, they, Horse is sad, but like how he, a few times. what they do to uh, Michael is also very sad. Like the way that he's fucking with him, like the the whole like fleecing him, like they rob him. Yeah. Alan, Alan, sorry, Alan. Yeah, again, you're not oh, Michael. Alan. Yeah, sorry, I've yeah, sorry. I was confused for a second. I'm like, what did they do to Mike? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, they didn't do much. Alan, Alan. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <They're> fucking <laughs> dinosaur. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that that that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. Because um, that could have gone even worse. Yeah, maybe they take that money and no never mind i was gonna say something fucked up i'm not gonna do it um what if what if it incorporates what if the last episode of this show is somehow completely devoid of alan and nadia like oh it's like they're like and it's just people missing them Oh, yeah. because so much of the show, especially for Nadia, is about her relationships with people and yes. about like how she's kind of isolating 
in the way that she acts and the way yeah. that she isn't mature in her relationships and all that. And he is, you know, so like the the last episode could be on one hand, you got uh, Alan's fiance and Mike just like fucking and having a great time because Alan's finally gone, which is super sad for us. Jesus. <laughs> it's really dark. And on the other hand, that one is maybe played a little bit for comedy because Mike is just the weirdest person. So yeah. But then her friends, Maxine and overalls <laughs> and... Uh, that person does have a name and their <laughs> name is Lizzie um, but, but overalls is a fun name too it is a very fun uh, name are just it's like cleaning up after the party basically mm-hmm. sure and just kind of putting stuff in trash cans and being sad and trying to figure out why Nadia got hit by a car yeah do you think because in if they had both uh, so we're supposing that they actually did die the way they died and we're seeing everybody sure. react to how they died. Yeah. Cause I feel like Alan's uh, girlfriend would actually probably, if she found out that he committed suicide, that probably would hit her pretty hard. That and would then, probably fuck her up pretty yeah, bad. Yeah. And then also like on top of that, finding out that she isn't the only one with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that could like true. add layers on that yeah, whole thing that's, too. That's, very, that's a good point. Which that's would be true because he sad. would have been with Nadia the night that she died. Yeah. And that probably would affect him in some way. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if she found out somehow and that like crossover would yeah. fuck. She really, be pretty really sad. comes out pretty bad in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like this. I mean, I don't. I don't want to watch this. Horrible. But I just mean, I think. I think this is very sad. It is very sad. Um, The question is, would we? Would it just be one timeline in which this happened, or or all? Would we try piecing together the different timelines where they died in the different ways and seeing the various mornings? Oh, where she spits Hmm. blood up on a little girl. Yes, and like dies right there. That. Very fucked up. The exact thing that she was Mm -hmm. afraid would happen. Yeah, the trauma with that. The trauma of her dying in front of that little girl. Okay. Um, Also, the old woman, you know, shooting Mm -hmm. her and dealing with that. So we have a phantasmagoria of funerals. Yeah. Where different people are devastated, depending on, or like you flash forward to that little girl in therapy being like, and then she threw up on me. Yeah. And like, well, because you get it all. Because the Maxine and Lizzie morning scene from Mm -hmm. the first death would be a lot different from the Maxine morning scene where she's completely alone in her apartment Mm -hmm. at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, if we presuppose that, like, all of these timelines are actually in actual full realities, Mm -hmm. so every death is actually in in a certain reality very real, and those realities continue on even after they do reset and go to a different reality... Like that could be incredibly sad and dark. That like, like oh yeah, so the characters that we're following are surviving, but in these worlds, no, they are not. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. that makes sense. I, yeah. Basically, I think the saddest ending of this show is just showing us all of the times that they didn't succeed at learning yeah. the lesson and figuring it out. Yeah, like that's the saddest way is showing us all of those people and all of those really strange, surreal dimensions that the party getting emptier and emptier. Yeah, the fish disappearing. The Mm -hmm. fish disappearing. All the the food being nasty inside. Yeah. Well, nasty outside, good inside. uh, Nasty outside, good inside. Which did confuse me, but I did like it. Yeah. 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 I liked it as a twist, but I also was kind of confused as to how that (laughs) worked. I missed it the first time because it felt like a throwaway line the first time I was watching it where Alan just goes, oh, it's ripe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they don't really explain that part. No, very well. and then mm-hmm. like you see the watermelons later on the like the last episode, like oh shit, okay. 
All right. That's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. But there's another way Uh-oh. that it could be potentially a little bit sadder. Uh-oh. Which Twist. is? Airport. Sets on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a fire at the airport. It's the saddest thing. The only person who can stop it, an air traffic controller for some reason. Christian, uh, who what's gets distracted? Your- Christian, what's your saddest summer day? <laughs> so, uh, my what's the saddest... top five sad things you can never live without. <laughs> um, thanks, BuzzFeed. Uh, no problem. Yeah. How sad are you? Take this quiz to find out. <laughs> you took the quiz. You were quite sad. How sad is your How you sad is your favorite all. Disney princess when they see you masturbate? <laughs> oh. It's dark. I'm not happy about it. Buzzfeed's gone either. really down. Yeah, now. Buzzfeed. They just need clicks. All the input is your favorite color, and they somehow get the answer. They yeah. get it every time. <laughs> but they're right. That's yeah, they the are problem. always they're right. Always every right. Time. Yeah, the science every is sound. Time. Um, how could it be sadder? I was thinking that maybe, maybe in addition. To or in place of seeing all of the sad realities yeah. of the aftermaths of their deaths, which is very sad, sure, potentially also very sad, they succeed mm. in rescuing each other. So sad from <laughs> death. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that they is. Go I'm sleep. crying right now. <laughs> they go to sleep. Yeah. They wake up. Uh-oh. Back at the party and back in his bathroom, they have to start all over again and it turns out they can never get out of this loop only now it keeps fragmenting further Mm. somehow so it's just like they're in hell yeah basically yeah Yeah. i would say that's a much darker ending yeah Mm -hmm. it's maybe less sad but it's darker Mm, you know what i mean like i'm trying to imagine myself crying to that and i can't but i could tear up a little if i saw a bunch of funerals well, I maybe, could. or if, or if, if it's it, both, or they start over again in their new in in the re- timeline where they rescued this other person, mm-hmm. but the other person doesn't remember them, like because at the end Ooh, it's kind of implied that they yeah, kind of merge okay, back yeah. together, mm-hmm. right? But they don't, so they don't remember them, and then they die again and get trapped in a loop now with this person who doesn't remember them, and they have mm-hmm. to relearn how to trust each other. Then it happens again and again and again. And it's sort of the Eternal Sunshine uh, ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which where, is super sad. Where they keep mm-hmm. having to re-fall in love. Yep. Um, and then fall out of love and then do it again. But here there's like no way to document it at all. Because yeah. everything right, resets. because it just goes away. Yeah, you have to, everything is, has to be committed to. even yep. more sad. Because there are no tapes you can listen to to be like, oh, we were in love at one point. Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing. at least one version of Nadia Yikes. and at least one version of Alan uh, that remembers from the very beginning yeah. of this whole experience, but they could never get out of it, and they just keep cycling through. And you got to imagine at some point they would give up. Yeah. They would be like, "I don't even want to try with this person," but yeah, they can't stop it. I can't really think of too many other sad endings. No, I mean both of those are pretty devastating. Yeah, and it's yeah, the show already teeters very closely to having a very sad <laughs> ending. Yeah, so yeah, it's oh, just yeah. barely yeah. it barely gets past a sad ending yeah. at the end. Uh, which is one of the reasons I like it is because yeah. it gives us one, right. uh, but it's it's tricky. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. Yeah, it's tough. Well, do you guys want to try another context? Let's yeah. do it. Let's see if this one's a little bit more perky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is this Lord of the Rings? Is this Lord of the Rings? Yeah, this is our uh, this is our new one. Is this Lord of the Rings? Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it is four hours. It is four hours. It's so, very long. Yes. Okay, so 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 in this oh one, we God. have to determine if Russian Doll 
is Lord of the Rings. It's a little <laughs> too diverse to be Lord of the Rings. Yeah, True. Uh, too it's, many women. One hundred percent too diverse yeah. to be yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there's like con- not all white Way men, too many women. So, yeah. uh, way People. too women many talking color. to each other too. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, have that in the Lord of the Rings. Woof. Yeah, Tolkien multiple women on screen at the same time. Lords of the Ring. Lords of the Rings. Lords of the Ring or Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Ring. I keep forgetting. <laughs> it's Lord of the Ring. Of the Ring. Of the Ring. That's really hard. Any article in the middle, you got to add the S. I never yeah. thought I'd actually say this about like, mouth. that's a disgusting mouthfeel. Yeah. <laughs> saying that. It's a real yeah. bad mouthfeel. Of the, yeah. Of the, of the, <laughs> I don't like it. Disgusting um, mouthfeel. It's a really gross mouthfeel. Okay, so we've got we've got a we've got a, a point four and a point against so far. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. diverse, uh, but it's also very long. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So uh, I will I will present, of course, the uh, the classic category uh, with a twist. Mm-hmm. How many swords are there? Mm. Mm. Very good question. What kind of swords? <laughs> any, real, real swords? Any kind. Um, <laughs> Oh, um, because <laughs> I don't think there are any. I was trying to think of knives. Yeah, there might be a knife. She There's like cuts shard- that orange at one point. She does yeah. cut orange, so that's like half a. There's sword. like shards of mirror uh-huh. and glass. Yeah, okay. and glass. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's cutting up the watermelon in that one flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's right now. It's more diehard than Lord and of the Rings. Every time she <laughs> wakes up, she has to. Look into the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. And it shows things that are, things that have been, and And some things. things. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yes, okay. That's that's feasible. That have not yet come to pass. (laughs) God damn it. But yeah, that's a good good parallel. There's a mirror in both. There's a mirror, yeah. There's a mirror in both. Uh, um, so there's two to two. There's smoking of different types of grass. Oh yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. yeah, Oh man, those hobbits smoke some dank and, loud and drank, shit. And drank a lot of drink a lot of ale mm. in pints. Mm. In pints, it comes in pints. Pints. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what, was it anyone's? It was someone's birthday. Yeah, it was his eleventy first birthday. It was his birthday. birthday. thirty six, which yeah is. Doesn't that hold like Frodo was? Wasn't he like thirty five in Lord of the Something oh, like I that. No fucking yeah, he was exactly thirty six. And he had Shut long up. red hair. <laughs> I don't know. He was, but he know. was feeling twenty-two. Uh, hey, <laughs> I Body do, of an eight-year-old. Yeah, no, there was that little. I think it was it was either Sam or Mary. I don't remember that. Every time Bilbo walked past, he would go, "Hey, birthday baby!" And, <laughs> sweet birthday baby! <laughs> sweet birthday baby! <laughs> okay, let's let's do. And he just goes, "No, thank you." Now here's 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 one easy way to figure this out. Yeah. Let's start assigning characters. Perfect. So our Frodo, our Frodo is pretty obviously Alan. I would say. Yeah, because he's a little insecure. He needs other people's help to accomplish the task. But he's, he's, he's sort of wimpy, but he's like pure, he's very maybe. pure. Yeah. He's very naive. His but he's eye. also like wouldn't that be more of a Samwise? No, Could be. I think Could I think be. the Samwise is more of a like he doesn't really waver or falter. And Alan's faltering and wavering that's all true. the time. That's yeah, that's true. He's, he's much more of a Frodo. Is there a Samwise? I guess I don't know if there's a Samwise. I don't know. The don't closest thing is. might be the Nadia. Fish, I mean, no. it, but she's Nadia's not a Samwise. From, no. I would say that Nadia. She's like a Smeagol, maybe. <laughs> Smeagol's possible. I was <laughs> thinking maybe Gandalf. Um, <laughs> maybe because she's kind of like I don't well, know. She does fuck kinda, it. I'm going to do my own thing. She is and the one that comes up with the answers. She comes up with time and space yeah, stuff. Yeah. She gets it. But yeah, much like much like much like Gandalf, as we've discussed, is a terrible wizard. She doesn't really know what she's doing most of the time. That's true. That's true. And she's kind of like it. 
is invested in the life of Alan to a certain extent, but only mm-hmm. to us, you know, to a certain well, extent. They right, both right. they both have Gandalf ish properties in that they die and come back. That's, <gasps> they that's come true. Back. That's no. true. Oh, shoot. So there that's are true. resurrections. The whole so show is the Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, the whole show is Gandalf. Um, so, it's not Lord of the Rings, but it is Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> so also loops, circles, loops. rings. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Boom. Hey. Um, uh, that Mike fella, uh, he, he's the one that's the skis, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's like a Smeagol. He, like, he definitely is the Smeagol. He idea. is. Yeah. Because- He'll the, say something's right sometimes. In the first movie, Frodo- No, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first movie, Gandalf and Smeagol fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But then later, Gandalf realizes that Smeagol's bad. Yeah, that's true. Tries to break. Gandalf is like, yeah, it's like Niagara Falls down there. (laughs) God, that line, so upsetting. (laughs) You watch this with your parents. Yes, I did. (laughs) I did watch this with my parents. Yes, it's like Niagara Falls down there. Is that like in reference to the waving uh Let's rope. not try and think about it too hard, huh? <laughs> His little loincloth? Oh, is that God. is that what? Smeagol well, fucking Smeagol is nasty did find sorry. the ring at the bottom of a river. Yeah. Mm. It was like Niagara Falls. Much in, like Niagara, Niagara Falls. In there. And he did die in a you know. So big what, what old would lake. be the yeah, ring? He grabbed, he grabbed the ring, he's like, Oh, it's so wet. <sighs> that was the <laughs> line <laughs> that was the line. I hate it. He said oh, <laughs> I wanna die. <laughs> it's so wet. <laughs> um, so who? Okay. What's the ring? What's the ring? Who or what is the mm. ring? I mean, it just like the cycle. Actually, I think it's a good comparison. Yeah. It's both a circle and it's the thing that is ever present. You can't get away from it. It's going to control you in some way unless you exert your power over yeah, it. Yeah, the, sure. the more the more the cycle happens, the more damage it does to you. Mm-hmm. 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 His power grows. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah. The more times you go through the cycle, the worse it gets, and the more times right. you put on the ring, the worse you get. Mm-hmm. That's and true. This show, much like the ring, is quite cool. And she she can't tell anyone about her problem at first because she, so she has to keep it secret and keep it safe. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Hey. Wow. And, and uh, death sneaking up on them is the Nazgul. Sure. Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Because you never see it coming, and then scream dead. Yep. Yeah. Scream dead. Scream dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, the old lady is Bilbo. Yeah, because she screams that one. Time she screams and has that one time. Really weird teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure, she's Bilbo. I was actually thinking that the rabbi was kind of the Galadriel. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. With like all the messages about. I don't know, but but it doesn't yeah, a make bit. a lot of sense. A little I don't bit. know. I mean, why not? So I, I guess in terms of a fellowship, this movie doesn't really have no. a strong fellowship. No. But it is, uh, is it a hero's journey? Because a, The Lord of the Rings way, is very much a traditional hero's mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the call to adventure. There's the trial of whatever. I don't remember yeah. all of the rules, Joseph Campbell, but <laughs> there is a traditional hero's Joey journey centered on The Joseph? Lord of the Rings. So my question is... Yeah. Is Russian Doll potentially mm-hmm. a hero's journey story? I don't feel like it is. It doesn't seem it to really be. doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it is. It is in the sense that maybe you are uh that there is a an abyss and then a transformation. Mm-hmm. Um because uh here I will tell you what the hero's journey is. <laughs> Call to adventure, supernatural aid, threshold guardians, threshold mentor, helper, challenges and temptations, abyss, death and rebirth. Eh? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> then a transformation. Thanks, this graphic. <laughs> and then an atonement and a return. Like, so death and rebirth <laughs> is kind of the call to adventure in this. It is, yeah. right? So, so maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe like if if the hero's journey is a big circle because you do eventually go back home in the hero's mm-hmm. journey, which they do in Lord and of they Rings, atone and all that, and they atone and all that stuff. What if it's just like smooshed? Mm. What if somebody took the hero's journey and folded it in half like a taco? And so the abyss that's usually at the bottom of the hero's journey is the beginning of the hero's journey. Yeah. Because you it's poke a pencil through rebirth. it and it's a wormhole. That's exactly. That that's what I was thinking. It's like, in, <laughs> it's like an interstellar where they're like, yeah. ah, science. <laughs> yeah. That's Perfect. no, that's true. Yeah. No, okay. So, so it's just a half a hero's it's journey. It's almost like an emotional hero's journey because sure. they both it's a hero's start- taco. <laughs> they both start in a f- in sort of an emotional stasis position where they're yeah. they're both a, a, their status quo for both of them is terrible mm-hmm. um and they have to learn through a series of trial and error and a series of challenges to become better people and then they are ultimately challenged uh in the end to use their newfound power of human empathy and basic human decency and <laughs> wanting to be alive mm-hmm. to That's rescue the other person. Huh. Yeah. So it's sort of like an acquiring of that power throughout the series and then a using of it and the using of it brings them to a new ending for both of them. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's kind of like two so journeys of, in yeah. one. Yeah, a little bit. Um, circuitous without really the supernatural help element like there isn't like a there isn't technically like a gandalf or like a guide character no, they have to kind of figure it out no right. i mean horse is but, there but he is not a guy no. but the loop horse seems is to, kind of the smeagol of this one smeagol, actually, actually yeah. yeah yeah that's a good the, point because he does... cut his hair all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah the loop does seem like uh it does kind of leave little little context clues for him to kind of figure it out um because like there's little hints every time like the stuff disappearing and i I don't know if that could be and like the dying of fruit and yeah. And I don't know if that could be counted as like supernatural help. But like I'm trying to tell you the best I can. If you don't get from right. the dying fruit, yeah. I don't know what's gonna. <laughs> yeah, it's dying fish, dying fruit. Like it's so yeah. obvious. Yeah. Come on. Well, and they they get like they all they get some sort of like hinting help from unknowing sources. Mm-hmm. Like the old woman kind of helps Nadia with some of her problems mm-hmm. and. The conversation with the rabbi, even mm. though Nadia wasn't present for it, like the result of that affects her mm-hmm. uh, understanding mm. of her situation. Um, for Alan, I don't know to what extent he has that. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's diff- It's different. It's, it's different. It's, yeah, it's harder to I think fit into that. Yeah, uh, that mold. Yeah. So like half. Again, so it's like a quarter of a hero's journey. Because, yeah, like, Nadia, like, he gets almost, like, direct help from Nadia, whereas she is getting, like, indirect help from other places. That's true. Um, Yeah. But at the same time, Alan does kind of help Nadia, too. That's true. Like, he has to sort of show, I mean, she has all sorts of terrible self-destructive behavior, Mm -hmm. and he is constantly, like, he needs to learn to get out of his shell, but she needs to learn to take it easy sometimes and not be (laughs) self-destructive. Yeah. Good point. Hmm. Just like Sam. Just like <laughs> Sam, I guess. Yeah, not really. No. I, I do think the other thing that is essential to this uh, comparison to Lord of the Rings is, of course, it centers around two people. Frodo and Sam, 
Nadia and Allen? You rearrange the letters in Nadia and Allen? Spells 9-11. Let's do another context. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about race. Okay. Hey, Hey, let's talk about race. We haven't done race in a while. Um, That's true. Yeah, it hasn't come up in several episodes for some reason. It's random. We don't control it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's not intentional. Uh, Russian Doll, as a show, has a ton of diversity. Sure does. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly diverse um, and, and multi-ethnic, and mm-hmm. um, characters get major roles across right. many races, nationalities, ethnicities, religions. And it's mm-hmm. so naturally baked in that it's just—it's just there. It feels yeah. like an actual, like, accurate snapshot of like a story that would happen in that area. Right. Like, right. It's yeah. like you're in a very diverse place mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different kinds reflected. of people around yeah it's you just, great you become friends with mm-hmm. those people yeah um yeah so in the in from the perspective of casting which is one that we usually address is, at least a, is bit, a very important one did a great job representation as far as i can tell representation okay. is yep. as good as you can get maybe sure for in terms of like being accurate while also yes representing uh, all sorts of different folks. Um, I will say the majority. I'm trying to think of how many speaking roles there are for characters that aren't mm. white. Sure. And uh, at least two. Yeah. Alan. Two. Alan guy, and Maxine. Maxine and the and guy then, from uh, the deli. Ferran. Ferran from the deli. Mm, yeah. Um, but otherwise you've got. And that's out of. You've got Nadia. You've got Mike. You've got Ruth. Uh, you've got Lizzie, Beatrice, Beatrice, is- Beatrice. That's true. Beatrice is another is is another person of color on this show. Um, ten. I count ten down to horse. Yeah. Uh, there are only eleven named characters in this show okay. on IMDb, and I don't I don't think a couple of them are. So there's either nine or ten main characters, and mm-hmm. four of those are people of color. Okay, that's we- not the worst. No. Yeah, no, we we've definitely seen some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that has been a lot shittier than this. Also, this has been a really good year so far of great cat rolls. Great mm-hmm. cat rolls, yeah, yeah. No, it's cat true. Rolls, huh? Very similar looking cats. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if it's the same cat. Could be. Could oh, be. that's the cat's name. <laughs> 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 huh? Cat rolls. Yeah, that, that cat was good. Yeah. Good representation of a cat. Mm-hmm. Good, good cat. Uh, definitely acted like a cat mm-hmm. are there are there things in this show like is the subject matter uh handled in a particular way in regards to race at all yeah i i, I guess part of it is the problem is that we're three white dudes mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. for us to to observe or to be looking for certain aspects of representation totally. and yeah. to know whether we'd see it or not like the actual like truthfulness of it exactly yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say in a show with a heightened reality already, you know, it, it never felt like unnatural the way people were interacting with each other, yeah. the relationships that they seemed to have. It all felt very normal, uncommented yeah. upon. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I could tell, there didn't seem to be, uh, in the main characters at least, any 
blank character as a as like a, oh well that's the asian person and right. they have to act like an asian yeah. uh, that didn't that uh really didn't happen i even really seem... mention it no no, no I, don't think, uh, I don't think it even ever came up the the maybe platonic ideal of just putting people on screen and letting them be people is sort of maybe the the mm-hmm. angle that this show took on yeah. race because it really the subject matter didn't have much to do with Race. No, like it really, it didn't. It did as so far as everything does in some way. Right. But yeah. There's, there's no like overt commenting on it or anything right. like that. Yeah. Right. There, there really isn't. Yeah. And even like subtly either. Like, yeah. <laughs> it didn't ever feel like the power dynamics were racially charged. Wait. What about? Uh, did that group of rich dudes in the deli say things to Ferran <sighs> that were racial? in nature don't because they were dicks they were dicks i remember them being very sexist yeah they were definitely sexist but i don't remember the show loves to talk about yes this this yeah there's a lot of talk (laughs) of you know feminism and sexism and sexual power dynamics Mm -hmm. um throughout but yeah Yeah. not as much on the race and i don't remember if that came Mm -hmm. up yeah um yeah that's tough yeah but I mean, the fact that we're like, I don't know, it could have been maybe a little in here. It's, it's clearly something that the show didn't want to shy away from, but it definitely didn't want to be like, all right, this is a show about race. Like, yeah, it's not, right. it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. So to the extent that we can observe it, it seems fine. <laughs> it seems fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have much to talk about with this one for once. No. Which it's is probably not a good a bad thing. thing. No, that's a good no, thing. It's yeah. actually kind of nice. Um, it's refreshing. Though, if any listeners have any more perspective on it, I would oh, actually like by to hear some feedback. All means, yeah. yes, please reach out if you've got thoughts on the handling of this show, um, of any anything. Yeah, if we, <laughs> we miss something or are totally blind to something, like I would actually really like to hear it. So, absolutely, yeah. By all means, please reach out to us. Contextualdeviants at gmail dot com. Yeah. Tech, uh, text deviants on Twitter. I'm setting up an Instagram. Nice, but. Uh, don't have anything to put there yet. <laughs> Take a picture of me real quick. At some point, <laughs> at some point, we'll need to nice. have a picture of uh, any of us at any point. Yeah, on, uh, on any of our <laughs> services, because as, as of right now, no one, no one listening who doesn't know us knows what we look like. That's how I, I like the I, mystery. That's how I like it, baby. The, yeah. the mystery is okay, I suppose. Yeah, it's great. Um, Imagine me like one of your French girls <laughs> wearing this. Wearing only this. <laughs> feminist theory. Hey, well, shit, feminist well, theory. There it is. Cool. There you are. This is the second time that we've gotten both race and feminist theory <laughs> in the same episode. That's pretty weird. And the other one was for the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, this, so, so this movie so three of so is Lord of the Rings. So this is, is what you're saying. Very strange coincidence. Hmm. Um. Well, first of all, I would like to say that very similarly to our remarks on Let's Talk About Race, this show does a good job of representing women as full, realized people that don't need to relate to men to have meaning in any way. I I believe the entire writer's room was actually all women on this. It too, was. Which, and this, yeah. and eight, I think all the directors, too. Eight yeah. women. So both on screen and also behind the screen, it was just ladies. The difference being, though, that there was commentary on it, uh, whereas yeah. with the racial element, it, it yep. was very much not commented Absolutely. upon, and so we didn't have a lot to say about it, right. yep. which is fine. Uh, probably good. 
Um, uh, but with the feminist angle of things, there's a lot of uh, a lot of power dynamics between men and women mm-hmm. explored throughout the show. Uh, you've got Mike. I think Mike as a character is really key Oof, to yeah. the feminism of this show mm-hmm. because Mike is a character who is both chauvinistic and cocky and full of himself, but at the same time, he never seems to be terribly disrespectful of women on an individual basis out outwardly. Right. He doesn't show right. it. Yeah. He doesn't show them the mm-hmm. the abuse that he's ultimately kind of doing by cheating yeah, on them constantly. Lying to all of them, yeah. yeah. By lying to all of them mm-hmm. and f- basically fictionalizing his own identity mm-hmm. to impress them. Which I think is a very interesting version of that character that we don't mm, usually yeah. see. We usually see a character like that who is is a piece of shit and we know he's a piece of shit up front. And when it's found out that he's a piece of shit to the person who he was lying to, you know, there's that sort of like feeling of justice, that feeling of, you know, we need to like get this guy or whatever. That's a thing that mm. we've seen a lot. It mm-hmm. comes up in a lot of romantic comedies, especially. Definitely. Um, but in this case, it's kind of interesting because he's a dick to multiple women. And that's not a deal breaker for them. Yeah. Right? That one woman who he's about to sleep with at the party when Alan interrupts yeah. him is even like, like, I just want to fuck. Yeah, and he's he's like, even like, if it wasn't you, it'd be some other lady. He's like, just like, does it look like I care? Yeah, <laughs> just uh-huh. super interesting. Yeah, uh, it's a different angle uh, to take on it, and so it, it's a very sex positive version yes. of feminism on this show, yeah, which is awesome. Uh, and we, I, li- I like too that that scene is actually a great scene to talk about. Like, it's a microcosm yeah. of the feminism of the show, which illustrates. The way men relate to women mm-hmm. in two very complex ways, because you got Mike, who's like, "I just want to fuck," and that lady's like, "Me too, dog." Mm-hmm. And then Alan coming in and being like, "I have saved you yeah. from yes, like from this monster," and yeah. and she's just like, "No, you haven't actually. I'm making choices for myself. I don't need you to save me, tall." straight man tall straight stranger <laughs> tall straight stranger <laughs> where's that netflix series <laughs> yeah. actually there's probably a lot of them hello yeah. it's me the tall straight stranger oh, it's, it's longmire okay oh, it's longmire it's longmire okay <laughs> the tall straight stranger is my favorite creepypasta <laughs> those kids killed their friend over the tall straight stranger do you think guillermo's weird. gonna adapt that one for scary stories on the dark yeah, yeah so. but it'll be the tall gay stranger <laughs> a twist yeah, the twist. That's his name. <laughs> I don't know. So he, uh, <laughs> so Alan comes in and he is trying to sort of like, I hate using the term because it's used by douchebags, but he's trying to white knight the situation yeah. by mm-hmm. coming in and galloping in. Not necessarily expecting, I guess the difference is he's not respecting any sort of reward from yeah. her. He's not it's thinking, right. date me instead. He's, he's just thinking like, fuck this guy. Like, yes. I don't want you to be treated just badly. He's a bad guy. Right. Yeah. He would rather. I think it's more important that that guy doesn't get to have sex than saving that woman from exactly. having sex with you. You're right. Sure. You're right. I agree. Yeah. Um, interestingly, though, when he reveals his infidelities to Beatrice, she has the exact opposite reaction of getting really fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that, I guess, is also good. Because as we've explored on this show, when this context has come up before, showing different versions of uh, feminism and of the ways that women 
live their lives and their belief systems and everything is very important. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 uh, it's a different form of representation of internal group representation. Um, that we don't often see when shows yep. try to tackle uh, a, a tough subject like that. Yeah, for a lot of guys, like, they think that sex and love should mean a certain thing to women, and that's mm. kind of informs many of their interactions with women. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. this show has has quite a few moments like that. Yeah. You got the, you got the Wall Street bros who are just Ugh, making yeah. gross comments and, like, coming on to her in a way that's like... <laughs> when he's like he's really so we're we gonna do this or what <laughs> it's like, like what no. does that even what, mean what do you no. fuck off why would you assume that what a weird yeah. what a weird way yeah, to deal there, with that there is a lot of good punching at toxic masculinity yeah. in this show which I definitely appreciate yeah this show more than like 99% of what's out there um, truly respects the agency of women yeah, absolutely, and absolutely, huge. and different kinds of women too. Yeah, and I also think in terms of uh, age dynamics, this is a very oh, unique yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's there's a wide age range. I mean, even seeing a show of this sort where the main character is turning thirty six is remarkable in its yeah, own it's way. Not like a, about a twenty one year old. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Women women in their thirties and forties are very underrepresented mm-hmm. in in media. Uh, they're either very young or, or or they're a mother, and that's yeah. like the only two ways they can be. Right. Yep. And so, yeah, have, actually, as a as yeah. a thirty one year old, I was like, yeah, thirty year olds can have cool parties, <laughs> um, <laughs> which has nothing to do with my role as a woman in Hollywood. No, <laughs> but, no, but, but just felt good. But your role as a woman as, as a as a thirty one year old podcast, a proud proud boy, proud boy. Oh no! Don't not be a proud, proud boy. boy. <laughs> Don't be a proud no, boy. I forgot that means something else. Wow, David, you got red pilled into the Proud Boys, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this episode is really going this great for great. you. Yeah, this is good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Um, <laughs> Email me at Christian J. No, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> we. Uh, Here's another thing. Yes. One more thing. I would say. I would say that. The scene where she describes the cosmos and some physics stuff to Alan uh, was one of the most like sort of earmark scenes. If you were like, I'm going to write a paper about Russian doll and it's going to be about feminism. That scene is just like, oh, cool. Yeah, he doesn't get it. And she does. And Mm -hmm. just like the more you can just sort of swap the the traditional gender dynamic of man explains to woman. Yeah the better and they either one of them could have figured it out but the Mm -hmm. fact that she's a game designer she made the thing that he can't beat she knows more Mm -hmm. about space and time than he does like all this stuff makes it it makes for just as interesting of a plot but instead of making the woman seem dumb you make the man seem dumb and that's fine Mm -hmm. not even dumb just like doesn't get it he doesn't get it he hasn't figured it out which is similar to like um it's sort of the opposite problem that the West Wing and other shows like yeah. it have. Oh my God. Where yeah. the West Wing, because it's a show about high level politics, often has to deal with concepts that maybe the general audience wouldn't understand. So they have to have a character on the show oh, no. who needs to have it explained to them. And it is, I would say, 80 to 90% of the time yeah. a woman. Of course. That needs to be explained right. to. Um, <laughs> and it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, yeah, this show does invert it's that. It's Alan. Yeah. <laughs> 
And similarly, now that you bring up her game game development part, the scene mm-hmm. where she goes to that coding meeting. Yeah. yeah. I oh, took man. note yeah. of this both times That's where great. they go around the room and like, hey, you nailed it. Great. You're killing mm-hmm. it. Great. And then when they get to Nadia, it's almost like they like. They don't know kind of, how to even approach her. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. It's it seems very like they're treading on eggshells, you know, trying not to, and also kind of giving this like weird smile, like, you know, it, there was a bug in your code, and she's like, <laughs> oh, let me fix it real quick, and he's like, oh, you don't have to, like, and it also it was one of the guys yeah. that, yeah, it was one of the guys that actually left a bug in there. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That that scene, I was like, "Oh, cool! Somebody on that worked on this show has worked in software development yeah. <laughs> as a woman." Because there's yeah. no way. Yeah. Like this is a personal experience that someone has had yeah. for sure. I will say my favorite, one of my favorite moments in the entire series is the end of that scene when she gets the call and she goes, "Oh, this is my drug dealer. I got to take this." <laughs> <Just like, laughs> so good. Work meeting. It's so, good. so good. At the weirdest work meeting ever, wow. where she fixes the code in front of them. Oh my yeah. god, it's great. The, Just the a way huge power. Honestly, Honestly, the way this show scene. treats drugs is yeah. is almost the way it treats feminism. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that derisively. I just mean that they're Legalized very feminism. acceptable. Um, yeah, both are very acceptable. Yeah. In different ways and to different sure. ends. Sure. But like representationally speaking, yeah. I saw more drugs on this show than I've seen in a lot of things. <laughs> yep. And not in a Requiem for a Dream way. Yeah. No, the closest it like gets is like there's... Wall Street way. Yeah. Sure, sure. The closest it gets is finding out there's ketamine in the joints. But... Yeah. And then they've already done ketamine. Yeah. It's not even a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like, it's so funny. That was really good. It's a good detail. That was very good. Sweet birthday baby. Sweet <laughs> birthday baby. Man, I, I, I had a good experience with this show. Yeah. I don't. This is going to be a hard thing to say because I haven't thought of good examples of the contra- of like the contrast. Mm-hmm. But makes me think about the difference between this show and a show like Orange Is the New Black, or a movie like Bridesmaids, or like this show was just a show that had a bunch of women in it doing cool stuff. It mm-hmm. wasn't a. It wasn't billed as Russian Doll, the Lady Groundhog. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like it just was. Yeah. It, yep. it just they were powerful and they'd had agency and they were just humans in the world. And yeah. we just got to watch them. That's be a very that. good point. Yeah. And it never felt like it was, I mean, and maybe this is not a good thing always, but it didn't feel like it was trying to be feminist. It just was. Right. And I do feel like when I watch things, sometimes the Sabrina show was trying to be feminist. And I, there are like, this shows is, that do this that. is not the place to like shit on other media. That's not what we're trying to talk right, about. Right. But I get that vibe a lot of the time where people like, will say certain lines or will have certain themes. Yeah, it's more pandering like, than anything else. It's yeah. pandering. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and the show didn't pander at all. And I think you bring, bring up a really good point that I think this is a perfect show to acknowledge it for is that there is, there's a difference between, sort of un- trying to work within feminist theory and having internalized mm. feminist theory so that you can write about it without having mm. to specifically like tweak it enough. Right. And it really right. feels like this show is written by people who are like, this is just like they've internalized the lessons of feminism or they, yep. they understand it to the point where they don't have to like plant the breadcrumbs in the show to be like, see, we're feminists. They're like, this is just a show for us. It's yeah. successful in that, in the same way that like Brooklyn Nine Nine and Diversity uh, yeah. is successful in that way too, where it's oh, just sure. it's just baked in. It's just mm. there, right. and it's not the point of the show, and it's never really called attention to. But it it just is. There's a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It makes me think of uh, one of the more interesting stories I ever read about the show Homicide: Life on the Streets. Oh yeah. It was the first show 
to ever feature um, multiple African-American cops on the same cop show doing their job and not huh. comment on it. And the reason they didn't comment on it is because they didn't realize that it was weird until after they'd filmed it. Oh, and cool. then they watched the footage and they're like, hey, has there ever been a scene like this before? <laughs> and it just was like they had four characters, four African-American characters on the show who were having a meeting about a case they were working on. And it was like, it made sense because the characters were working on this case together and they all worked in this department mm-hmm. together and they just happened to be black. And this was in the 90s and they didn't mm-hmm. even fucking think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that's a story that right. reminds me of a show like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's where they, they care about the characters and where they fit into the story with each other and they don't care as much about making that the point. Mm-hmm. So in the sense that race and feminism came up as contexts, this movie is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> in the sense that this movie, uh, I think there maybe isn't a movie further away from it on both of those <laughs> spectrums yeah. than yeah. Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings is <laughs> maybe the least racially yeah. and uh, sexually diverse yeah. film franchise of all time. Maybe. It might yeah. be up there. The, franchise, yeah. Literally say, the yeah. only thing it has is that it represents tender masculinity a few times. A few times. That is all it has yep. in uh, in any of those spheres. Oh, my God. Oof. Russian doll. <laughs> yep, we're back on Russian doll. Um, yeah, so we definitively did not watch Lord of the Rings this time. <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, lengthwise, though, pretty close. Yeah, that is... We go with the extended cut, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a bit dry, but yeah. it'll work. Yeah. Oh, it'll work. It'll it's work a bit it. bright. It's a bit dry, but it'll work, is what Gandalf said when he fucked Smeagol. <laughs> it's canon, Christian. Don't give me that. I read hundreds of the comics of the Lord of the Rings. It's a Sonic it's post. It's, Fuck you. It's post climate crisis God, Niagara Falls. Damn it. <laughs> it's like post climate change. Too many jumps. <laughs> Too many callbacks happening right now. Hard to get to. <laughs> Smeagol's butthole. We got them all. We got oh, all the jokes. All, all the bits. Fuck me. Well, folks, this was an episode of Contextual Deviants. Guys, we did it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, uh, thank you for listening. Friends, do you have anything Friends. you would like to plug? David, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes, my butt. Also, my show, The Hypotheticast, it's not mine. It's ours. I am on another show called The Hypotheticast. It's great. Uh, we ask each other hypothetical questions and we answer them in comedic and sometimes serious ways. Mm. I am also, finally, I can announce yeah. the truth of the matter. I am on a show called The Fable Forge, which is an actual play show. about uh, We play Dungeons and Dragons in in front of you for your for your pleasure entertainment uh it's uh, me and a couple buds and it's it's like hearing a story but also listening to some D. it's real fun mm-hmm. and i like it a lot and i wrote all the music for it and i do the editing it's, holy shit i didn't know that awesome. about the, that's yeah. really great yeah it's fun it's a nice time so uh check that out the fable Forge. the fable yes. forge absolutely fantastic uh matthew do you have anything you would like to plug also my butt mm Twitter, I'm at mbonbon. What have I been watching? Did I already? I already said I'm sorry. Did you, you know, already say I'm sorry? I'm pretty sure I'm sa- I said I'm sorry. Um, well, but you're, ev- you're even forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you know what? I'm just gonna double up on that because that show is delightful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? Uh, I'm sorry, starring Andrea Savage on True TV. It is 
fucking hilarious. It's so good. She is such so a good, good. show. Oh. Everyone in that show is so good, but she's so Her fucking delivery funny. is incredible. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. You're, I you're forgive you. Good. Yeah. Thank Damn you. it. <laughs> Christian, do you have anything do you have anything do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um guys, this is really serious. I need to plug my butt. Mm. Plug it up. I need to plug it. <laughs> oh, um, it's like overflowing? Yeah, I'm scared yeah, yeah. for you. Oh yeah, it's, there it comes. It's like Niagara Falls down there. It's, <laughs> this is our Niagara Falls themed episode of <laughs> post climate change Niagara Falls. <laughs> um, oh, it's all dry and crusty. Yeah, it's all dry and crusty. I need to plug it. Um so otherwise. <laughs> so you can keep the moisture inside? Yes. You need to keep yes. it all in there. Yes. Mm. It's like it's all, oh, it's like it's all chappy. It's all Mm. Hi, I am Chappie. I'm your butthole. <laughs> That's it, what that movie was about, it, right? The butthole and the lips are the same tissue. So, Hey, the butthole and the lips are the same tissue yeah. to you. Yeah. The eyes are the window to the soul, and the butthole and the lips are the same tissue. Yeah. Blow your nose on that shit. <laughs> I do blow my nose on a lot of buttholes. <laughs> if they're too dry. Uh, no, I don't uh, think I have anything particularly uh to plug i keep making more playlists on spotify Mm. i made one called newer songs my dad might like (laughs) and apparently he liked a couple of them nice the playlist was 50 songs nice (laughs) (laughs) it does say might so yeah that's that's what i told you i said i put the word might in there for a reason songs dad will love yeah it's a little bit more pressure a little bit more a little bit more tough and i still got my best of 2018 playlist uh i'm working on my best of 2019 playlist if y'all got some suggestions for me Mm. to slot in there send them my way because I got a whole year, about th- th- two, three quarters of a year left to fill yeah. that thing up. Exciting. So much time for music. Yeah. For songs your dad might like, uh, has Train come out with anything new recently? Oh, kill me. <laughs> murder me dead. Um, murder me dead. Murder me dead. Murder, murder my dad? No. <laughs> songs to kill my dad? <laughs> he liked a couple of them. <laughs> hey, he liked a couple. You know what? And that's really the greatest tribute. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. My dead dad, who oh. I murdered while listening to this playlist. Jeez. Hey, you said it. This sounds not like me. a My Chemical Romance album. Is what it oh. Like. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, watch the Umbrella Academy or don't. I don't care. Um, it's fine. Um, yeah, speaking of My Chemical Romance, yeah, that's why. Yeah, because yeah, it's Gerard mm-hmm. Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. there. He 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 is there. the uh, The last episode, the ending credit song, is a My Chemical Romance nice, song, and it's nice. the first time it comes up. That's kind of. I was very surprised by that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, enough about that shit. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about Thirty Seconds to Mars. <laughs> farts. <laughs> farts. Farts. Um. David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Should my death calculate the uncle below the polite teacher? <laughs> That's one of the best ones yet. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say that's a beautiful, that's, that's a beautiful one. Some beautiful Should nonsense. My death calculate that's, the uncle. So that alone, good. calculate the uncle. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm picturing a bunch of people sitting around at a board, me- you know, board meeting. You got 13 people around a conference table, conference call. There's a few more people skyping in. 
Hey, uh, Reggie, could you calculate the uncle on that? <laughs> like, it's like a formula. Right? Yeah. Calculate the uncle. Yeah. And it stands for unified numbers completely everyone. <laughs> okay. Come lately, everyone? Come lately, everyone. Hey, come lately, It's everyone? like a Johnny come lately, but everyone's a Johnny come lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come lately, everyone. Unified mm. numbers, come lately, everyone. Every John's been coming lately. I know, seriously. Mm, that actually works. <laughs> mm, it, it does. Sure does. That's, that's, uh, sure every does. John's been coming lately. <laughs> a couple months ago, I was mm-hmm. on a streak when not a single John was coming. <laughs> it was a very hard time. But lately, every John's been cu- every John's been kerning. <laughs> oh no, it's bad. 